Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our April 2016 CTSS quiz. We have 10 terrific cases for you, and without further ado, let's get started. In this case, I'm showing you a mass in the liver, and what's unusual about this mass is this low density, which is not really unusual, but the dense central calcifications. Now, of course, if I see a mass with calcification, I do think about mucinous adenocarcinoma metastatic to liver, but it's more of a spotty, ill-defined calcification. You can see calcifications occasionally in some neuroendocrine tumors, and you can see calcifications, usually dystrophic calcifications, in a patient with hepatoma. But this liver is not cirrhotic, so it's unlikely to be hepatoma. I mentioned the patient has no known malignancy. Of course, that doesn't mean the patient doesn't have one. But what I want you to think about in this case is a low-density lesion without enhancement, dense central calcification, is the description of sclerosed hemangioma. It's a benign lesion. Sometimes it gets resected because people are suspicious from malignancy, but it's something to consider, and that indeed was the correct diagnosis in this patient. I asked in this case for the most likely diagnosis, and the key finding is a four centimeter or so mass just to right of midline in the mesentery. There's a second mass adjacent to it. The mass is solid and smooth. This is arterial phase imaging, but it's not enhancing. Carcinoid tumors can occur in the root of the mesentery, but they have desmoplastic reactions and typically enhance. This does neither. Desmoid tumors can be smooth, they're usually solitary. Um, that's a possibility. Sclerosing mesenteritis is usually a regular 70% or so, as with carcinoids do have calcifications and often it's irregular. Here there's no vascular invasion that's more common with both sclerosing mesenteritis and carcinoid tumors. Again, desmoid tumors are often tricky. They can be a bit hyper-enhancing because they're fibrous tissue, but the most likely diagnosis, particularly since there are two masses here, would be lymphoma. And this, in fact, was a B-cell lymphoma. Just a very, very nice example. This is an interesting case. You see a cystic lesion in the tail of the pancreas. As you look carefully, particularly at the volume-rendered image, you see the lesion is cystic, but it has a rim enhancement. Now, IPMN are the most common cystic lesions in the pancreas. They're very common. 5% of patients have them, but they're well-defined, often associated with a mildly dilated pancreatic duct. Adenocarcinoma can be cystic, but that's usually when it's necrotic. And this does not look like an adenocarcinoma. And spent tumors are solid and cystic. They're usually larger, not this small, and often can calcify. The best diagnosis of a cystic lesion with rim enhancement, and that's the classic description, is going to be a neuroendocrine tumor. And this, in fact, was a neuroendocrine tumor. This is a great case. History is very helpful. You look at the images, patient's missing the right kidney, and I've told you the patient had renal cell carcinoma, so the patient's had a right nephrectomy. If you look at the images, the key finding is both on the axial and coronal, there's about a one centimeter enhancing lesion within the duodenum. This is classic for a metastasis. Now, if there was no history of renal cell carcinoma, then I would say carcinoid tumor or a gist tumor, especially gist tumors when they're small, they're very vascular. But once you tell me there's a renal cell carcinoma and I see a vascular lesion, I'm going with metastatic renal cell carcinoma. So indeed, that's the answer. This wasn't recurrent renal cell in the tumor bed. This was in the duodenum. Just a wonderful example.
This patient had an aortic aneurysm repair and I asked you for the best diagnosis. You can see the aneurysm and you can see the repair and we're looking for complications. And if you look both in the axial and coronal, you do see some fluid in the uh, psoas muscle, so that would be a resolving hematoma, but that's not the issue. Look at the left kidney. There's essentially no flow. That's not the appearance of polynephritis, and it's not slow flow. If it was slow flow, you can see perfusion changes, but here basically there's no perfusion. It's not a renal cell. It's a classic appearance of an infarction of the left kidney. Infarcts of the kidney can be segmental or global. Patients with aortic aneurysm repairs, if you damage the patient's main renal artery, you will get a global infarct, and it's one of the complications. And unfortunately, this patient's kidney had to be subsequently resected and removed. This patient has a history of melanoma, and I asked you for the best diagnosis. When you look at these lower chest images, you see a mass that literally is involving the wall of the left ventricle. Now, if you think about tumors, and this should be a tumor, it's 40 times more common to get a metastasis to the heart than a primary tumor. This patient does have a pericardial effusion, but that's not the key finding. And again, I mentioned primary cardiac sarcomas, and most commonly you think about angiosarcomas. But if a patient has a history of melanoma, metastasis are again 40 to 50 times more likely. And so this is metastatic melanoma to the left ventricle. Um, melanoma goes anywhere and it's aggressive and heart involvement from the pericardium to chamber involvement is not uncommon. The patient had an incidental splenic lesion, and I always like to say that most splenic lesions are indeed benign, surely if they're incidental findings. If a patient is febrile, then you think about abscess, but incidental finding, here you see a mass that's somewhat vascular, and what's unusual about the mass is it changes the splenic contour. It's like a large bulge off the spleen, but on delayed phase imaging, it's homogeneous, and it matches the rest of the splenic texture. Lymphoma would be hypodense and irregular. Melanoma would be usually multiple but hypodense. And literal cell tumors are more cystic usually, and they're rare tumors. This is the classic example of a hamartoma. We describe hamartomas as mildly vascular but homogeneous on venous phase imaging, and they have this bulge coming off the gland. And it's very, very classic to have this appearance for a splenic hamartoma. They're leave-alone lesions, but often people worry and they're not left alone and the patients end up with splenectomies. In this case, I'm asking you for the least likely diagnosis. So what am I looking at? I see a mass in the head of the pancreas, which is somewhat vascular, particularly around its edges. I don't see any obvious duct dilatation, though to be fair, I haven't given you a lot of images. So what could this be? Well, surely I would think of a neuroendocrine tumor anytime I think of a vascular lesion of the pancreas. Metastatic renal cell carcinoma can give you vascular lesions in the pancreas, but I don't see a renal mass, but that doesn't mean the patient doesn't have one. Now, it's important to recognize that most patients with metastatic renal cell carcinoma to pancreas, it occurs 10 or 15 years after the patient's initial presentation. So that would be very unusual. But the one thing that this is least likely is an adenocarcinoma. Adenocarcinomas are always hypodense. They're hypovascular. Uh, this is not the appearance of an adenocarcinoma. So to me, that makes it the least likely diagnosis. 
This is somewhat of an easy case I saw recently, but I thought I would show you this classic example of renal artery aneurysm over two sonometers, which this was. Patients typically get embolization or surgery, usually embolization. You can see it has rim-like calcification, which is not uncommon, but it's well opacified. Aneurysms can be single, most commonly, or multiple. Very, very simple. This is not an AV malformation or AV shunt. You don't see any shunting or early venous filling. Just a very classic case, and that was kind of like an easy case. I just happened to like the images. This is a great case. It's a diagnosis you can make on the non-contrast CT because if you look at the left kidney, you see a mass projecting off the kidney, and the mass is of fat density. That's a classic diagnosis of an angiomyelopoma. You can see when you give contrast, the lesion is slightly vascular in part, and it's very common to get uh, vascularity in angiomyelopomas. People will often grade them based on vascularity, with the more prominent vessels being the patients who are more likely to get spontaneous bleeds of angiomyelopomas. Angiomyelopomas are benign lesions, but when they typically get over four or five centimeters, people will resect them because of the danger of bleeding. There is no predisposition to developing malignancies. Uh, you can see increased incidence of angiomyelopomas and tuberous sclerosis, but as in this case, the most commonly incidental findings in 40 to 50-year-old females. A very nice example in this case, and this patient eventually, because of pain, underwent a partial nephrectomy. So that's it. 10 great cases, 10 great answers, and 10 terrific discussions. Hopefully you got them all right, and if you can get them all right, hopefully you learned something. And with that, see you next month, if not sooner. Take care. Bye.